world. Pass first point guard and Blazer beat writer Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in this episode. So, as I am speaking to you now after 10 p.m. on a Tuesday evening here in beautiful North Portland, Oregon, the Portland Trailblazers are in fifth place in the Western Conference. By the time you were listening to this, that might not be true. But hopefully you listen to it on Wednesday morning and it's true because right now, look at the standings. The Blazers are in fifth place in the Western Conference. They got a little bit of help from the Memphis Grizzlies. They almost got a little bit of help from the New York Knicks. They're in fifth place, but it remains tenuous. So let's talk about this tenuous situation with the Blazers in fifth place and three games remaining in the regular season for the Dallas Mavericks, the Los Angeles Lakers, and of course your beloved pinwheels. Fifth place, but very, very, very close to seventh as the Los Angeles Lakers are only a game back and the Blazers are currently tied with the Mavericks, both 40 and 29, but the Blazers have the head-to-head tiebreaker over the Mavericks and thus fifth place let's talk about how they got to fifth place the Mavericks lost to Dallas excuse me the Mavericks didn't lose to Dallas the Mavericks are Dallas uh I've watched too much basketball over the last five hours I got everybody's confused uh Dallas lost at Memphis a horrific game for the Mavericks one of the worst games I've maybe ever seen Luka Doncic play um the the Mavericks uh just couldn't could not stop a hot Memphis team um Dallas turned the ball over a kajillion times. Memphis made a kajillion threes. And just like that, the Mavericks, who were who were in control of their own destiny and cruising, find themselves now deadlocked with the Blazers tied for fifth. Dallas has three games remaining in its schedule. A back-to-back Wednesday against the New Orleans Pelicans, Friday against the Toronto Raptors, and then Sunday in Minneapolis. Apples against the kind of okay, the perfectly decent, but with a terrible record, Minnesota Timberwolves. What does this mean? Well, fifth place is obviously, maybe not obviously, but very likely better for the, better for the Blazers than sixth place. Sixth, almost certainly going to end up with um, with the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, seventh, you end up in the play-in round, and you're going to have to play the Warriors, who just look incredible right now. But right now, the Blazers are in fifth, and they control their own destiny. They control their own destiny with a brutally challenging schedule. They play the number one uh, team in the West, the Utah Jazz in Salt Lake City. We're going to talk about that more in this uh, later in this episode. We'll be joined by uh, David Locke, the host of uh, Locked on Jazz and the radio voice of the Utah Jazz. They follow that with a game against the Phoenix Suns on Thursday. And they close the, close the regular season Sunday against the Nuggets. You know that. But that schedule is is particularly brutal in light of what everyone what what their peers are up to. Uh, the Mavericks just this was this was the toughest game left in the, their schedule. The Mavericks just absolutely ate it. Did the Blazers a favor? If the Blazers finish with the same record as the Mavericks, they're fifth. However, there could be an interesting scenario on uh, on Sunday if these if these records hold, where the Denver Nuggets will. Uh, maybe not pick who they play, but decide how they want to treat Sunday's game. If they would rather play the Blazers, they could just send out their bench unit and let the Blazers win and finish fifth um, and, and see what happens. If they really don't want to play the Blazers and they'd rather play the Mavericks, should again, should these records hold, they could go all out and try to win Sunday's game. 
finish fourth, pick their, you know, get get uh, Dallas into fifth place, et cetera, et cetera, and 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 uh, and, and you know, pick their opponent to some extent. Uh, I had previously said in this space that all of the NBA games were going to be played between uh, twelve thirty or excuse me, noon and three thirty p.m. Eastern time on Sunday. Uh, Shams Trani has since dialed back a little bit on back on that report and uh, said that the games are just going to be played throughout the day on Sunday. It's just going to be a normal day of games, not just all weird early window games. I was excited for um, fifteen concurrent weird NBA games all at once. I was that was going to be uh, fun for me and see how many screens I could get into my living room but you know what um we'll just it'll just be a normal day of of uh me likely watching a lot a lot of basketball but right now as we stand here today the blazers are in fifth place the mavericks did them a solid you know who didn't do them who didn't do your beloved trailblazers a solid though was the new york knicks who lost in overtime in los angeles and that's a big deal that's what I want to talk about in the in the second segment uh, briefly is, is what's up with the Lakers, what do we know about them, where they stand, what they got left, and all that as they try to catch both uh, Portland and Dallas and avoid the playing game in their own right. But first, got to give out an Ultra Player of the Week. And this week it is going to you Blazers fans. No players this week because Michelob Ultra is wants you to know that enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game and nothing, nothing. I tell you, nothing has brought more joy to the faces of Blazers players than hearing fans back in the Moda Center this week. When they came out the first, that first night this week and, and fans were in the arena, I guess it was last week, but whatever. Uh, it was Friday and we give, we give these out on Wednesday. So for the Michelob Ultra, it, it's the week. Uh, when they came out against the Lakers and came out of the arena, came out into, into the Moda Center floor and there were fans in the bowl, the smiles on the faces of guys like Damian Lillard, just, just a childish grin proving that joy creates success. That joy translate into the biggest win of the season that win that allowed the Blazers to control their destiny at this point they don't beat the Lakers that we're not having this uh episode we're talking about how the Blazers are in seventh place and in real trouble instead they're in a position where they got to win three tough games but if they win those three tough games they earn what they came here to do Listen, it's only worth it if you enjoy it, and the Blazers have really enjoyed having fans back in the stadium. It has been the uh, it has been the the happiest we've seen this team all year. So pat yourself on the back, dearest Blazer fans. You uh, you've you've done well, and you've made you've made your beloved pinwheel smile. And because they smiled, they played well. That's right. Joy creates success. Are you happy because you win, or do you win because you're happy? All right, so the Blazers are in fifth place. Memphis beat Dallas in Memphis. Go Grizz. John Morant was really good. Uh, John Contar was really good. Dylan Brooks was really good. And because of that, the Blazers are in fifth place. And if they win out, they're in fifth place. Fifth place in the West. That's where they'll finish. A pretty, uh, pretty impressive considering how things looked early in the season. But they got a long way to go to get there. Not only do they have that tough schedule that you're aware of at at uh, the Jazz and then at Phoenix and then at home against the Denver Nuggets, but they've got a very good basketball team on their heels. And unfortunately for you, dearest Blazer fans, the Lakers stole one on Tuesday night. 
The New York Knicks had a chance to hold off the Lakers in regulation, and then they had a chance to hold them off in overtime, but Taylor Horton Tucker hit a left-wing three-pointer, and the Knicks couldn't come up with a bucket on their final possession as R.J. Barrett's heave clanged off the backboard, and the Lakers quite literally sprinted into the locker room celebrating. If the Lakers go 4-0, and and the Blazers only go one and two over a, or excuse me, three and zero. Oh. Now, if the Lakers go three and zero, oh, and the Blazers only go one and two, a very believable scenario when you consider what the is ahead of them in these next couple of games. The Lakers are going to leapfrog the Blazers in the standings. That's just how this works, unfortunately. If the Knicks had held on in regulation, uh, they scored 13 points in the fourth quarter, but they were right there with the lead in regulation. If they had held on, the Blazers could have gone one and two, just one win in these final three games and punched their ticket out of the play-in round. Uh, They're not in danger of, um, you know, dropping below eighth or whatever, but if you drop into seventh and you have to play the Warriors, who look really, really good right now, you're in a bunch of trouble and then if you lose that game you're in another single elimination game against uh, uh, probably the Memphis Grizzlies or potentially the San Antonio Spurs but it's just too many variables you want to avoid the play-in at all costs and the Blazers are in they they need they were going to get a little bit of an assist from old the hefty lefty Julius Randle and Derek Rose and my man Reggie Bullock and I'll just shout out Theo Pinson too go Knicks but uh, but they didn't get it they didn't get it And here's the bad news. The Lakers play Wednesday against the Houston Rockets, who are just a bad basketball team, perhaps the worst basketball team in the league, unless you count Oklahoma City as an NBA team. Then they play Saturday against the Indiana Pacers, and then Sunday against the New Orleans Pelicans. And here's the really bad news. LeBron's coming back. LeBron was considering, uh, according to reports, uh, this is from ESPN, Adrian Wojnarowski, that... Woj said that LeBron was considering coming back Tuesday, but pushed it back. He's going to come back uh, Wednesday against against the Rockets. So the, the, the Lakers really were just holding out. They're just holding out. Can the Cavalry come back? And then against the Knicks, you know, they're already playing without Dennis Schroeder, who's in the uh, COVID protocols. Alex Caruso had to leave this game early. They just have, they have no point guard. What Frank Vogel was joking was the wildcat offense, which is like no ball handlers. It absolutely showed up. They could not get into any offense, but their defense remains awesome. And they were good enough against a bad offensive team in the Knicks. Eh, mediocre offensive team. I, I like the Knicks. I don't want to be too mean to them, but like, they they just held on and stole this game where neither team played well and they were losing in the final 90 seconds of both regulation and overtime. And then Wesley Matthews tipped in a shot to, to tie the game at regulation. You got Wesley to blame for that one. A great offensive rebound, grabbing it among the trees and putting it back in without landing. And then Taylor Orton Tucker hit that left wing three like I'm talking about. I mean, this 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 razor thin, the difference in six and seven. And now the the Lakers have this really easy schedule against teams that are have, you know, basically nothing to play for. Uh, Houston, like, actively trying to lose. Uh, the Pelicans eliminated from... Uh, from play-in contention and the Indiana Pacers, you know, they are they are ninth. They are they're holding off. Um, you know, they're going to be in the play-in. I guess they could they're chasing to to 
leapfrog the Hornets and finish eighth and get a little bit better spot. So the Pacers have have things to play for, but you're relying on the Indiana Pacers, who are who are not good, who are, mind you, you know, an under 500 team in the East to <laughs> to beat uh, the sort of LeBron James recharged Lakers. The Blazers just needed the Knicks to do it tonight, and they almost got it. Things almost broke. I waited for these two games to happen. I took my notes and waited, and I wanted to give you all the scenarios. But now the Blazers likely have to go two and one. Um, they likely have to go two and one to hold off seventh. Seventh seems like real dangerous now with how how good the Warriors look. You've got to finish sixth. But all this, like I'm, I'm worried about the Lakers because I'm watching them. I'm familiar with LeBron James and his his body of work. But if the Blazers go three and zero oh, and like you, they're playing their best basketball of right now of the year, like they're this is this is as good as they've been all year. And if you fancy them as a good playoff team, playing really good teams right now and winning is like what a good playoff team would do. They can go two and one, and if they go two and one. The Lakers can't catch him. Simple as that. I mean, that's just the math for you. If the Blazers win two out of their final three games, they can finish no worse than sixth and, and could finish as high as fifth. If they win all three, they're fifth. That's as simple as it is. Two and one, you're sixth. Three and oh, you're fifth. Um, <laughs> anything less, one or zero wins, it's going to get real dicey and it's probably looking like seventh place. That's where the Blazers are on this Tuesday evening. But right now they're in fifth place. So hold it close. Take a picture, you know, screenshot the standings because it might not last long. Uh, this is going to be fun. I mean, it's kind of a bummer that the two that the Lakers have such a whack schedule to close the year. Um, you know, it'd be more fun if they were playing a top-tier team, just like for intrigue, I guess. But it's not how it worked out. I mean, this... It, luck plays into this the Blazers got some bad luck I guess I mean everybody plays everybody but like these these games are a little different um yeah it's bad bad luck on the schedule side but it is what it is if the Blazers have it the Blazers put themselves in a position that if they take care of business and go two and one they they're going to get what they want um if they go three and oh they're really going to get what they want can't ask for much more than that in the third segment, I you will hear from uh, David Locke, the host of Locked on Jazz, the radio voice of the jazz, and the uh, the godfather of this network, the founder of this very network that this podcast exists on and with. Uh, we're going to talk, look ahead to uh, Blazers' really, really important game, find out what's going on with the jazz, because you know as much as we can look at the other teams, Dallas and LA, as we've done in the first uh, 15 or so minutes of this podcast, what happens with the Blazers and who they play really matters. So uh, a quick little preview of what will be the most important game of the season until the next one which will be the most important game of the season that's what we'll do in the third segment but before we get there let's talk about built bar it's the best tasting protein bar on the market that's what they're doing they're making delicious protein bars they come in nine delicious flavors like cherry and raspberry mint brownie double chocolate salted caramel personal favorite of mine peanut butter brownie coconut and coconut almond too and Maybe maybe you've heard me talk about Bill Bars and you're like, where? How do I how do I get started? Like, I, you've told me they're delicious. You told me they're good for me, Mike. But like, wh- what do I do? Here's what you do: go to BillBar.com and get yourself a mix pack. You get a mixed box. You'll get two of each of those nine flavors I just listed. You 18 bars. Work your way through them. Figure out which ones you like. Order some more from there. That is a great place to start. And all of these bars, they're delicious, but they also come packed with a punch. 17 grams of protein, only four net carbs. They're low calorie, low sugar, high fiber, high protein. 
good and good for you. So go to builtbar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first your first order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bet Online. Simple as this. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball, basketball, hockey, uh, fighting sports, horse racing, um, whatever it is, you can find it on betonline.ag. You'll be able to access it on your laptop, on your desktop, on your mobile device, pretty much anything with a connection to the internet. You'll be able to go to betonline.ag and find out all your sporting news, see some sign-up bonuses, some contest information. Uh, it's, it's time to do it, y'all. Don't sit on the sidelines. This is your chance to get in the game. So head on over to betonline.ag, sign up today using the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. The promo code is LOCKEDON. What you'll get for your troubles is a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. Still listen to Locked on Blazers. We talked about the Dallas Mavericks, who stumbled in the Blazers, did the Blazers a solid. Talked about the Los Angeles Lakers, who escaped and did the Blazers a... What's the reverse of a solid? They did the Blazers a liquid. But now let's talk about what's happening with your Portland Trail Blazers. They got a huge game t- tomorrow as I record this, today as you're listening to it, Wednesday evening against the Utah Jazz. So... Let's bring in David Locke and uh, host of Locked On Jazz, and and talk to him about you know what's what's going on with the Jazz and what's at stake for the Blazers, uh, and you know who and what they're going to be facing on Wednesday night in Salt Lake City. And joining us now, host of Locked On Jazz, the radio voice of the Utah Jazz, and the godfather of this very network, none other than David Locke. David, how you doing? Thanks for joining us. I'm good past first point guard, ironically, on a team that doesn't pass. How hey, are you? Only only dead last in assist for three straight years, David. It used to be that that was because Mo Harkless and Al Farouk, if you passed it to them, they didn't know how to dribble so or pass. So therefore, they had to shoot so you could have no passes. I'm not sure why um, that is now. Yeah, uh, they've kind of leaned into they've leaned into letting guys kind of do what they do. And uh Damon CJ are 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 uh they want to pound the rock. They've been pretty good on offense, but maybe not very aesthetically pleasing. Certainly not the aesthetics of the Utah Jazz. Well, I think Terry's one of the best coaches, period, in the NBA. Uh certainly one of the most creative offensive coaches in the NBA. I think he's proved that with, with his team. I like the way you guys leaned in all the way with norm and are playing, I think what is the right way for you to play and is proving to be true as they, as you've now come together. I think the rate you're shooting threes uh, with that roster is the way you're going to win games, win play in playoff games, whatever it turns out to be um, probably just playoff games. And uh, I think you guys are doing it right, right now. I'm, I'm impressed and fearful of tomorrow night. 
<laughs> well, they, they're definitely Whatever playing their. It, it took them a while to get here, but uh, the Blazers are finally playing their best basketball. Uh, they had a little, they had a little hiccup where they went one and seven, but they're seven and one since that little hiccup. Speaking of tomorrow night, Wednesday night is the biggest game of the season for the Blazers because that's how it works. As we keep moving forward, the games get bigger. They're playing in Salt Lake City against Utah Jazz team that is thirty-one and four at home. And if you are not the Minnesota Timberwolves, you are not winning in that building. Um, it was just announced before this, we started recording this, David, is that Donovan Mitchell is going to miss the final three games of the regular season for the Jazz. But uh, any chance Mike Conley returns this week or, is, or are we going to see, you know, similar uh, crew that we've seen recently with the Jazz? I think they've reported that Mike Conley is, in fact, out for today's game. Um, and so there is a chance that Mike Conley plays the final two games of the year only based on the fact that they sent out a release that said that Donovan Mitchell's not playing and they didn't say Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley. So I'm going to deduce that there's a chance he's going to play one of the last two games. And, uh, but that's not really breaking news. I'm telling what is, Um, you know, so I think that it's a, but that's a tough one. The one that gets a little interesting about the jazz in this matchup without Mike Conley, without Donovan Mitchell is obviously, are they going to be able to score? And then the question is whether Portland actually has enough defense to prevent them from scoring. The second one that is, has worked out for them to some extent is when you put Joe Ingles in the starting lineup instead of Mike Conley, that's six, eight for six, one. Right. And when you put George Niang in for Donovan Mitchell, that's six, eight for six, one. So they've become very big and very long with this current starting lineup. It's not particularly athletic and it doesn't have two nearly 20 point a game scorers, but it, it, it is very long. Yeah, they're long. They got. They don't really sacrifice a lot of playmaking with that group. Like Niang isn't isn't the playmaker that either of those uh, that Don and, and Mike are. But like, uh, you know, you put you give Bogey a little more chance on the ball. You give Joe Inglis more on the ball. Like they don't. They're not sacrificing a lot of playmaking. The ball's still going to zip around the court. The Jazz spread you out and do what they do. Um, and they've been good with this group. Like it's they haven't really. They're obviously not as good. Every team is better at full strength, but they've been really good with this group recently. Yeah. Uh, they, they've been really good at home, um, and, and then they've lost some games that they probably should have lost, right? Like, if you right. were to rank the Golden State Warriors when the season started against if the Utah Jazz didn't have Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell, well, I think you'd probably think the Warriors are better. And as much as everyone went crazy about the Jazz losing two games to the Timberwolves, a fully healthy Timberwolves team or the Jazz without Donovan Mitchell, I'm not sure which team's better. So um, they've, they've won the game. They've, they've impressively won the games they should. And then they had two very good wins, one against Denver and one against Toronto at home. Yeah. The, the Denver game was really impressive. That that can, I, I got back on the jazz bandwagon. I said, you know what? This team is good. Actually, I'm not going to be a hater, but they really need to win on Wednesday though. Like this is huge for them. Uh, I think there was some maybe hope in blazer land. That's the one, two seeds would be locked up, but the jazz, they, they really need to just go ahead and keep winning. Right. Right. Well, the reason they really need to win is because then Portland's really desperate to win the next night against Phoenix. Exactly, exactly. Right? If the Jazz beat the Blazers on Wednesday night, then on Thursday, the Blazers really have to win against Phoenix. So there's this funny little, like, and it's funny, all of it has to do with forcing teams to win, right? Like, um, which the NBA has done a masterful job with this play and to, to make games very, very important, and it's very hard to play around with who you're trying to seed yourself against. So I think this play-in, which I'm sure Portland fans are only a little lukewarm on right now with as they stare at as a possibility, has been a massive success. 
Yeah, I think in a in a sort of a, under the previous format, I think I the think Blazers would be really cool with seven. I think they would they say, would. you know, let's not play the Clippers. Let's uh, let's angle for the for the Suns, and let's say like you know, as good as Phoenix has looked all year, and they look really good. I mean, they're they're a very good basketball team. You'd I think you'd rather play them if you're the Blazers than the length that that's in L.A. And but. You know, you can't angle for that with the play-in game just because there's too many var- variables. You just, you've got to gun for sixth and then come what may. Right. I mean, yeah, all the way across. I mean, even the lake, there would be no drama around the Lakers right now at all. It'd be a non-story. Right. Instead, it would be like the Jazz and Suns would be angling to figure out how they could avoid them while the Blazers were trying to angle for it. It would all be kind of ugly, non-basketball, non-winning. And instead what we have is just a bunch of teams being forced to win basketball games. And the one that no one's talking about is the matchup between Memphis and Golden State is epically important. Right, right, right. And they play in the final game of the regular season. Golden State's win against the Jazz on Monday night was was a huge, huge win for them. If if you just assume that the 7-8 game and the 9-10 games are 50-50, which they're not because someone has home court advantage, but just assume they're 50, 50. That's if you're in the seven, eight game, you have a 75% chance of making the playoffs. If you're a nine, 10 game, you only have a 25% chance to make the playoffs. Yeah. And that, that Sunday game, Memphis and golden state, it'll be for the head to head tiebreaker. Like it's good. It's a lot of fun. The league did it like as much as um, maybe some members in the, Dallas area Metroplex and uh, some tenants in Staples Center dislike the plan. Like the, it, it's made this week, which is typically bad in the NBA, really fun. Like these are really fun and important games. I haven't heard from Dallas in a while now. They're the fifth seed. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe we should. We'll text Cubes after this and see if him or Luca wants to weigh in. Uh, you know, now that they're looking down at everyone in the play-in round, I'll, I'll check in from Portland and say, "Hey, how do you feel about us now?" You know, these are the they've done a nice job. I think it's certainly here to here to stay. Yeah, I mean, um, bummer for those teams that wanted to just get into eighth and have it be no problem. Now you got a little bit. Uh, now you've added a little bit of wrinkle. I, I think it's here to stay too. Uh, David, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Blazers fans, check out Locked On Jazz. Uh, David, literally the pioneer of this shit. So um, make sure you listen to us. Make sure you listen to him ahead of the Blazers game and then heading into the playoffs because you are going to learn a lot from that broadcast. All right, here's my bet online AG over under for you. Are you ready? Yeah, hit us. 93 three pointers attempted in our game. Over or under? Oh, I'll take the over. I'll take the over on that. Hundred I mean, threes. I, I watch Rudy Gobert, man. Like no, the Blazers are a really low paint team. They're, they're one of the worst paint teams in the league. Um, I think they take forty-five plus threes in this game, and the Jazz uh, they might just spread it out and shoot it. I mean, they can really if the Blazers stay. If the Blazers play the way they are, you can you can just dice this team up from the perimeter. I'll take the I'll take the over, but I'm um, I'm you know I think it'll be slightly over. Ninety-three sounds like a really good number, and I'll, I'll that's giving give, making me take the action. I'll go with ninety-four plus. All right, that was my conversation with David Locke. Thanks again to David for joining the show. Do me a favor, dearest listeners, tell your friends about this podcast. Tell them they can get wherever they already listen to podcasts. Just search Locked on Blazers. will be there waiting for you. Look, we're coming at you every day with content at the most important time of the basketball season. Nobody else is doing this for you. So it's a wonderful time to tell your friends how much you enjoy it if you do. Regardless if you share it or not. I appreciate you listening. 
Talk to you soon.